Hey, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to be another example of us using David's voice no. to begin? I think no. that might be yeah, a like theme it's already in this. started. I'm this is the intro say, right who, here. Who's editing <laughs> this this week? Is it me? Yeah, it's oh, you. God. Ah, perfect. <laughs> yes, yeah. What is up, everybody? We are back with another episode of the Baked Beans Podcast. We have White CD here. Hello. And we have Zap Quackbacks, myself and... Zap. Yo, that's me. Yay. Yes, it is. Um, we've got some great topics to talk about this week. Some really cool movie stuff, some good game stuff, uh, and uh, a little bit of uh, some curveballs to throw at you this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, without further ado, uh, Ethan, sounds like you got some stuff to talk about. Uh, Mortal Kombat. That new, is right. That is right. The new Mortal Kombat movie that released uh, last week, was it? Yes, last week it released yeah. on HBO Max, and it released in theaters. Uh, I watched it on uh, HBO Max. Um, I know you guys went and saw it in theaters, so I'm excited to hear what you guys thought about it, uh, the theater experience of it. Um, but I, I got a lot to say about this movie. Not all of it good. Um, so before we get into the meat of what I think about this movie, I want to make it known that I did enjoy it. I had fun watching it. Uh, it was a bit of a nostalgia trip. Uh, there was a lot of funny moments in it. Uh, it kept me engaged. The fighting scenes were incredible, but... but um, it had a lot of glaring issues, and uh, they were pretty mm. difficult to ignore. Um, the first, I want to get the little ones out of the way first before we get into the major issues that I have with the movie. First of all, the CGI for the blood and gore was pretty terrible. <laughs> I think we can all agree really? with that. And if you look back to the trailers and the previews, you can clearly tell that they're trying to hide this. Uh, for example, mm. when Jax blew up the head of, um, shoot, what's his name? When he clapped the head of somebody. You guys know what I'm talking about? Was it Reptile? Yeah, reptile. No, no, no. It was reptile. What, what? I thought. I don't right? remember, honestly. Okay. No, because uh, he he was uh, that was somewhere else. Was it when Jax was actually fighting a person? Yeah, Jax. Jax. I think that he... was the forearmed dude, wasn't it? Hmm. I don't remember. Well, anyway. Either way, Jax clapped somebody's head and it blew up in blood, and it looked terrible. If anybody looks at that scene and says that was good CGI, I'll fight you. But okay. <laughs> moving on, that's not the biggest portion. That doesn't ruin the movie for me. Uh, it, it's kind of goofy. Um, the the one of the biggest issues I have is how stiff the acting was and how much I didn't care for some of the characters. Um, for example, Sonya Blade. I think her character was butchered. It was a very yeah. boring, generic GI Jane uh, that I didn't connect with whatsoever. Um, Jax was kind of the same way. Um, Liu Kang even had some glaring issues with the stiff acting. Okay. Um, so, so there's a few characters there that I didn't really care for and didn't attach to all that well. But I will give a shout out to Kano. Loved his yeah, character. Absolutely. It was a lot. He carried of fun. the whole movie whenever it came absolutely. to absolutely Kano. Uh, also, Raiden. Raiden was an incredible character, oh, even God, though yeah. we didn't see as much of him as I would have liked, and not enough yeah. fighting from him. But that's a whole other issue. To be fair, we have four other movies in the works, so maybe later. Exactly, and 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 I'll definitely get to that. How excited I am for the next one, even though there are these issues. Uh, but I do want to get to the biggest issue, and I'm sure you guys can agree to this. Um, Cole Young is a boring character. <laughs> Cole Young. Uh, I don't like the character. I don't like the powers. It's just a very generic MMA fighter. Um, and I thought with a franchise like Mortal Kombat, which is filled with some of the most incredible characters, um, not only that, uh, they build him as the descendant of Scorpion. 
Uh, right. And and to just have him be a generic MMA fighter with a gold suit. And, and the gold suit, it doesn't even have a cool helmet or anything. It's just like a gold suit. Uh, yeah. But it, I, I just didn't really care for his story arc. I didn't care for his storyline. Again, he kind of suffered from the stiff acting. Um, I think I went into this movie with maybe too high of expectations. But again, I'd like to say overall, I really enjoyed the movie. And I'm looking forward to see, spoiler alert, um, how they find Johnny Cage. Um, the only yeah. issue, the only... The only concern I have is that Cole Young is going to be a huge part of the next movie uh, because <laughs> he is going off on his own to Hollywood to find Johnny Cage. Uh, right. So, so it's the whole point of the next movie. Exactly. So we'll, we'll see if it shapes up the story of Cole Young. We'll see if we get some more out of him. But for now, I'm left a little bit disappointed in that. But I'll still watch huh. the next movie for sure. Okay. Uh, Zap? Uh, completely disagree. <laughs> mm-hmm. on pretty much uh, on pretty much everything challenge you to Mortal Kombat baby let's go so again this is just differing opinions you Absolutely. know I can I, I, I totally see where you're coming from if you had the expectation of this being a polished masterpiece <laughs> Hollywood film mm-hmm. um, yeah a lot of that is true I went into it with the expectation of getting essentially a redo of the cheesy, corny, back-in-the-day Mortal Kombat, and that's what I wanted. Where the acting was stiff, the storyline was whatever, and it was about the fight scenes, and the CGI didn't matter. So I went into it with that expectation, and it 100% delivered. It was everything I wanted, and I didn't think that the... uh, the main plot or you know the new character i didn't think he was boring i thought he was underdeveloped um i thought that there i thought that they left a lot of room to grow i thought it left just enough of an intro to the character to see this maybe could become interesting later i'll agree that it wasn't quite the most interesting part now but who knows maybe that's only part of the suit maybe that's only part of his power because maybe he's still growing but I thought it was kind of amusing that his power literally ended up being plot armor. That was funny. (laughs) So, like, that was amusing. Um, Very on the nose. Yeah. Uh, But but he's kind of a relatable character, you know? Grounded, if you will. Yeah. But to me, he was kind of a relatable character. You know, he's just a normal guy trying to do it, gives up on himself, and just kind of finds the will to go. Yeah, uh, the acting was stiff, but I expected it. The CGI was shitty, but I expected it. Um, and Kano carried the movie, and I was pleasantly <laughs> surprised by it. But for me, overall, that's what I wanted out of it. I I wanted it to be a a not crazy, amazing, good Hollywood overproduced movie. I wanted it to be a remake of Mortal Kombat with modern actors and a decent storyline, and that's exactly what I got. So. I'm just happy about it. I liked it overall. And I thought they added a lot of depth to certain characters. You know, like, they added an actual character to Scorpion. They added, like, more depth to Sub-Zero and and that overarching plotline and and everything and how it ties in. And I I just, I thought that was really cool to see and bring to life. And I thought they gave a lot of justice to those two main characters. Yeah. Okay. Ethan, it looked like you had something on your mind. No, no, you go ahead with your point. I'll, uh, I'll make the counterpoints at the end. Yeah, for sure, because I want <laughs> okay. you to get your opinion in. No, I got you. Uh, so, um, 
I, I will admit I was uh, under the influence of some juice whenever I watched the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and uh, I was hyped the entire time. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really see any of these glaring issues, uh, and it might have been the juice talking. Uh, I had a <laughs> just a one hundred percent great time throughout all of it. I thought everything was perfect. It was everything that I wanted this movie to be. And I also came into the movie uh, trying not to be overly critical. Um, there's a lot of movies that I do go into and try to deconstruct scenes and figure out like, okay, why is this character here? What are they, what, what are their motivations? And then like, how are they, how is their acting? Um, I didn't really do that. Uh, I came to the movie wanting to have a good time and that's what I had. Um, looking back on it though, I mean, you know, little, I, I can, I can definitely piece some things together with like, uh, Ethan and, uh, and David, your, your points about specific things. Uh, they kind of make sense. Uh, but I think I got exactly what I wanted out of this movie. Um, and that was great fight scenes. And honestly, I didn't even, didn't even notice that the CGI was that bad. Uh, but that again, might've just been the juice. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I'm super excited uh, to see what happens in the next installment. And I have actually a juicy little nugget here. Um, so there is a Mortal Kombat mobile game. Um, and if you guys are aware, Ryan Reynolds has a uh, an app called Mint. And it's kind of like a, an accounting or like a tax thing. I'm not okay. entirely sure, but he, he runs that thing. And Mint had a um a cameo uh appearance in this mortal Kombat mobile game and you know who is uh johnny cage or it's johnny cage right yeah yeah you know who you know who it was who he made the cameo in in the mobile game are you being serious right now i'm being 100 percent serious go look it up right now you're telling me that there's a possibility that ryan reynolds can play johnny cage in the Mm, yeah buddy you're thinking the movie (sighs) i don't know i really hope so though you have no idea how excited that makes me i could care less about cole young at this point (laughs) i know right who cares how stiff he is then we have a new main character it doesn't matter yeah, who cares about that? It, step aside. <laughs> get, get Ryan Reynolds front yeah, and center right cool fucking young. now, dude. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but that's what I'm really hyped about. So, uh, but yeah. yeah, Ethan, did you have any um, any yeah. counterpoints? I, I, I don't want to come across as overly critical of this movie because, like I said, I did have a great time. So I do want to highlight some of the amazing points of it. Uh, the, okay. the fighting is exactly what we all expected it to be. It was top-notch, grade A, amazing fighting. Uh, and just the little homages they made to the games made me really happy. For example, the Liu Kang leg sweeps when he was trying to oh, sweep God. Kano. And Kano yes. did that little jump, and then he got caught with the leg sweep <laughs> again. That, was, that, was, that made me die in the Perfection. theater and die in my living room. It was so fun. Um, and yeah. then Kano with with that brain is a Kano wins like that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, the 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 movie did a great job of tying together the old school, you know, Mortal Kombat stuff with a modern, amazing cinematic experience for fighting. Um, my favorite fight personally was the one at the end between Scorpion and Sub Zero. I thought it was yeah. the greatest fight of the whole oh, movie. Yeah. It was so the whole, fantastic. The whole movie was leading to it. I will say though, um, you guys are gonna have to jog my memory here. The uh, African American female with the the Joker face. What's her name again? You know what I'm Melina? talking about. Oh God. Uh, Melina. Melina. No. Yeah. Is that? 
The one in the was previews she? that licked the dagger and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. Sure she ended up dying, right? I Sonya Blade did. killed she, her. She, yeah, Sonya or did she was... kill... Let me, let me, hold on. Yeah, I'm Pause getting here. mixed up now. Don't, don't ask me. <laughs> I was juiced up. Anyways, <laughs> everybody who's seen the previews knows who I'm talking about. The chick that licked yeah. the dagger. She was yeah, significantly, to me, underutilized in the movie. They made her look like such a big part in the trailers, and we only saw yeah. two quick fights out of her, I think. Um, I'll agree with that. And uh, and I wish that I saw more of her. And she, I think she only had two sentences of line in yep. that movie, and it was voice modulated, and, you know, it... We didn't really get a good look at the character or, you know, how she operated, but I'm kind of sad about that anyways. Yeah. I like feel I said, you on that lot, one. Lots of characters, I think, weren't done right in that in that movie. But, uh, again... It's, it's kind of... Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like doing an oh. Avengers film without, like, having all of the backstory. Like, you gotta, like, throw all of these characters yeah, into a this, fucking this was a movie. And, like, decide which ones are more important. Right. This was a movie... Yeah. If, you're, if you haven't seen it yet, whoever's listening, if you haven't played any of the Mortal Kombat games, you're going to be confused a lot. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think yeah, they did a yeah. very good job of introducing something. Like, for example, Sonya Blade came out of nowhere. Jax came out of nowhere. Some of these characters, it's just you just kind of got to know w- what Smoke? they're about. Yeah, like yeah. oh yeah, Smoke just literally came out of nowhere. Yeah. Smoke is like my favorite character, and mm-hmm. and he just pops up and starts going. And I was yeah. like, oh well, cool, great. It's fun, but where did where did all this start? Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely not a movie where you're going to get a lot of backstory. You have to be involved in the Mortal Kombat universe kind of already. Um, but I'm excited yeah. to see where they go with the with their little cinematic, you know, offshoot, their little universe that they're starting to create. Obviously, like you said at the beginning, uh, they got, what is it, four movies in the works now? Yep. They, they got contracted four more. for four yeah. more. Uh, it looks and like they're going to extend this a lot. And hopefully we see some more of Goro <laughs> because he yeah. got killed really quickly. And that was kind of sad. But, yeah. He's kind of important. <laughs> He's kind of important to the story. <laughs> so, and, I'm, and, and also I'd like to see the actual Mortal Kombat, the tournament. <laughs> we didn't see any of that this episode. Yeah, this, 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 more, this, this felt more like Guerrilla Warfare, ragtag, mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, these are the matchups. But, you know, right. I... Yeah. I don't know. Hey, hey, I have a I have a weird nod here. So you okay. guys say Ryan Reynolds. Um, you know who would make a good Johnny Cage? I think. What's Chris that? Evans. Chris Evans. Hmm. Think back to the Fantastic Four. Think back to Fantastic Four. Yeah. Whenever he was the Human Torch, he, he yeah. looks the part and same and kind that, of character. Yeah, I agree. You're, I by, think the, um, by the way, you're going to hear the cutest sneeze ever in this recording because my wife just Heck sneezes. Yeah. It's absolutely hilarious. I love cute so. sneezes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like he's he's definitely a free agent right now. Uh, with like he's not doing Captain America anymore. Nope. So no, he's what not. else is he going to be doing? Um, my money is a uh, my money. Yeah, my money is definitely on Ryan Reynolds though with that with that mint thing. It would I, I be think a it's... perfect fit. Johnny Cage, yeah. like that's a character that Ryan Reynolds, I feel like, could pull off like amazingly. Yeah. It's gonna it would be so funny. Yeah, but I could I could tell I could totally also see Chris Evans. And like Absolutely. who knows? Maybe we're all wrong and like some up and coming new star just like comes out of the blue and yeah. smashes the fucking roll out of the water, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Good stuff. Um uh speaking of movies, another great movie that had to contend with Mortal Kombat last week. Um, Demon Slayer. It's the hot new anime uh, movie pretty much of the year. Um, it's been busting out all of the fucking stops to smash the records over in Japan, and they've actually they've actually smashed uh, the, the highest grossing animated film uh, 
of of uh, of, uh, of the U.S. right now too. Um, so uh, you guys, uh, I've got some stuff to talk about that. Do you guys have any talking points? I'm sure you both have all already seen it, right? Oh yes, uh, great movie, great movie. You know, it's a uh, it's actually funny that I was reading about this and and looking into it. Uh, one of the one of the most interesting things about it breaking the record is that it broke Spirited Away's record of yes. being oh, wow. the highest selling Japanese movie of all time. And and that and, was that was on top for like ten years. Yeah, yeah that's, that's and a huge the, deal. The reason why it's interesting is because it's not a standalone movie. There's a lot of context contextual information that you won't understand if you, if you haven't seen the season. Mm-hmm. Right, the first season, and Spirited Away is a standalone movie. So the fact that it drew that large of a crowd and sold that much in the middle of a pandemic, also, it, yeah, absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> it must be a good movie. This series must be great, which it is. You know, it, it was tear jerking. Oh it, my oh. god, don't even. It, it was, uh, the whole movie was a heart wrench. Um, oh yeah, in, in a good way, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I I personally saw it in theaters. I don't know how you guys saw it. Yep. Um, you guys Same. saw it in theaters too. Um, it was definitely an incredible experience. It's actually the first anime movie that I've ever gone to in theaters before. I've, n- I've oh, never, wow. I've never been to it's one a big event before. Yeah, um, and it's the first one that I can think of. I'm sure there's been others in the past, but I, I can't yeah. remember. Um, but it was definitely an incredible experience. It is just a continuation of the of the first season. Um, which yeah. I, Literal which continuation I, from the right. moment the first season ends. Mm-hmm. It's which a I, concept which I really like. Which I really yeah. like because most anime movies, from what I've seen so far in my limited experience with anime, are usually kind of offshoot stories that don't really affect the main storyline. Right. Uh, and and I like to see a movie that kind of continu- continues the story and wets my whistle for season two of Demon Slayer. Um, yeah. But it it's definitely an emotional roller coaster. Uh, obviously, a lot of spoiler alerts um, to everyone out there <laughs> that we're uh, yes, we're going to be talking at length about the movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was so sad to see Rengoku pass. Um, that was one of the hardest uh, moments that I've been through in terms of anime <laughs> in my experience. Um, that was tough, but it's good to especially see, especially after all that hype. Especially yes. after all that hype, and and I thought that he was going to be after the first season. I thought he was going to be an integral part of the series. I thought he was going to stay in the series for a long time. So to see him, to see him die was a was a pretty uh, a shocking thing to happen. Um, felt very Games of Thrones. It felt very yeah. That's a that's a great analogy. Um, but in in better light uh the last of the lower rank demons is dead um and mm-hmm. now we're starting to move into the upper ranks of demons which is really fun i'm really excited to see what the <clears> other <throat> what is it six five i'm looking it up right now five upper ranks there are besides uh, the one we saw in the movie to be uh, fair i've I, it's been a minute since i've seen the the first season i thought i honestly thought that there were only 10 demons and then 10. there was like uh upper one through five and then there was a lower six through ten but it actually sounds more like there's a upper 10 and a lower 10. There's a lower 6 and an upper 6 from what I'm seeing. And if you remember, oh, the majority of the okay. lower rank demons were killed by uh, by Muzan Andro. at the end of, uh, at the oh, end yeah, of Season yeah. 1. 
Yep. Um, so that was the last lower ranked demon was the one we saw on the train and he yep. got his ass kicked. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about like we saw the greatest powers come out of all these characters. Um, it was it was it was a joy to watch. Um, the endings were crazy. I, I, there were three points in the movie where I thought that was it. Uh, oh, yeah. And this is over. And mm-hmm. two of them, the first two, I would have been a little disappointed, but like, come on, like, that's it. I felt the same way. <laughs> <laughs> that's it and and then i saw that upper rank demon come and rengoku take out his sword and i'm like all right shit's about to this, is... Man, this is about to get real and it got very real um but it definitely a little too quickly it, it, <laughs> a little quickly um it definitely left me on a huge cliffhanger i'm so excited to see season two and to see yeah. how tanjiro and, and his little troop responds to this uh, but yeah very heart-wrenching almost cried in in the middle of the theater i definitely welled up tears it was close but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Zap, you wanna you wanna take the reins uh, now? Well, so no, just the one thing on that. Uh, okay, can we talk about the fact that that demon and I forgive me, I can't remember his name. He's the upper one three. Of my new, yeah, he's one of my yeah. new favorite characters. I love him. Everything. Yeah. Ev- what is it? Akaza. Yeah, everything about him was amazing. It's just the character design is badass. His fight style is Very badass. Cool. His mentality is badass. It's just all about fighting, and I'm just like, <laughs> yes. let's get it. And also, this is the first animated movie I've ever sat down and watched where it made me want to download the soundtrack. I'm not oh, much of a soundtrack man. guy, but like, I that that music at that fight scene was ridiculous. Like, I feel like I could listen to that all day. It was so good, and the whole movie, the soundtrack was just like that. I I cannot believe it yeah, how good it was. The, the soundtrack of the show was absolutely incredible. I actually have the opening theme to Demon Slayer on my workout playlist that I listened to. Um, so it's definitely an incredible soundtrack, and the movie just continued with that awesomeness <laughs> of soundtrack. It was so fun. So great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Believe it or not, uh, I actually have some negatives to oh, talk let's about. Hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, let, I, me slip I mean, in, let me slip in one more positive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. One more before we slip it. Uh, the, the continued development of the fire style Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, everything. Yeah. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And, and how he actually did it twice. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how he gets his sword back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because right. both of the I swords are out in the fucking woods right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was waiting for him to run after one of them and be like, well, oh, now I well, get the fire sword. Yeah. So they something. showed I so I thought I thought that he was gonna take up Rengoku's sword, right? And yeah. he got the sword back. But then I saw in the, the post credit thing, uh, it showed Rengoku's sword was broken. Oh, there's a post credits thing? Yeah, I didn't stay for well, the Well no, no, in in the credits, as the credits rolling, it shows a picture of Rengoku's sword broken. Huh. So I think I, I, I should have stayed for the credits. God damn it. I did it so again. We We so, did stay for the credits, right? I didn't yeah. see that. So, so I, huh. I think that the sword broke when yeah. he pulled when he pulled it out of him or when he pushed it out of him. I think. Yeah, I mean, not hundred percent on that, but yeah. So we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. Um, it would be cool if he did pick up the sword and use it for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because of the fire style thing, and now he's got a fire sword. But yeah. the, the whole idea is like he's got the black blade, and he's you know the the underdog that that breaks through the barrier of like oh you know I've I've. I've never seen someone with a black sword do anything of any note that uh, Rengoku said in the beginning of the film. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, I do have some negatives to talk about. Um, Let's hear it. I, I will. I'll, I'll preface by uh, 
I cried four times in the movie. <laughs> um, Makes sense. The yeah, whole, absolutely. the, I, I loved the entirety of the movie. Great movie. Mm. It's a great way to conceptualize a pseudo season two. Yeah. Uh, with the amount of time that they have left, because I don't know if you guys know this, but anime uh, production is only backed by the sales of manga. So right. when a when a show uh, or a manga has uh, uh, reached its its end, um, the money, the budget for the show goes down like more than half. So like uh, it kind of like builds this weird uh, uh, situation where like. You know, you're getting to the end of the show's life, but you don't have enough money to conceptualize all of the beautiful like aspects. So, like the last seasons in most anime nowadays are kind of shit because the production quality goes down. You know, goes that, that's what happened to Seven Deadly Sins. That's what happened to um, the Promised Neverland. Um, it, it happens time and time again. You know, they run out of money because the manga is done. Hmm. And spoiler alert: the Demon Slayer manga is done. So. I actually don't have very high hopes for season two. I hope it's great, but I don't think it's going to be, unfortunately. Do you think that they're going to use the revenue off of this movie to fund the next season? Do you think that's going to be an added boost? Because I, I feel like uh, they made a ton of money off of this movie, and I think it could that's a great point. Uh, I really hope that that's what ends up happening: is that uh, the records that they break here and the money that they bring in is going to fund season two so we can have a good uh animated ending for the show because right. it demon slayer fucking deserves it absolutely um so my first bad point is not necessarily anything wrong with the movie it was how uh emily and i decided to watch it we we did watch it in the movie theaters but we decided to go with the the dub um uh we did I, the sub i did, we did so I, well Yes, I don't normally have a hard stance when it comes to dub or sub, but we watched all of season one subbed. Oh, we were boy. so used to all of the. Uh, we were so used to all of the uh, voice actors, um, and it was such a, a stark contrast to the characters that we saw in the show, to the movie. Anosuke sounded way dumber than he actually is. I mean, obviously, Inosuke is dumb. He's a, he's the boar-headed one. <laughs> yeah. He's not smart, but they made him sound so much dumber, and uh, that's no fault to the to the voice actor. It's just a bad casting, you know? Right. Um, same thing with uh, uh, Ziestru. What, what's the lightning, lightning kid's name? Zenitsu, Zen yeah. Same thing. He's a lot more shrill. Tanjiro is okay, and obviously uh, Rengoku, uh, this is our first real like um, uh, introduction to him, so right. that wasn't that big of an issue. But like, Inosuke and Zenitsu, I'm still saying it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Zenitsu. It, 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 was, it was really hard to watch for like the first right. like 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, but after that, uh, we uh, we adapted, and you know, the idea of the train is really cool, and you know I'm getting into it. Um, and then, like, uh, my second point, which is uh, a negative, but not necessarily uh, a negative to the movie, just a negative to like uh, shows in general. It was the use of the CGI. Um, 
I think that Demon Slayer is one of the it is probably the most beautifully drawn anime f- uh, show mm. in the last ten years. I have been blown away constantly, uh, episode after episode, with the style and the way people are drawn. And when we get to the upper one demon, and uh, he uh, he does his thing. There's a lot of growths that come out of the train, um, and there's a mixing of that beautiful art style right on top of the CGI because his head, his head is on the the wiggly worm. Yeah, of I didn't the, like that either. And I was just like, I, I really don't want to make this a negative, but like that's that doesn't look good. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I, I would agree with you because at the at the initial part of the movie, I. I thought they blended uh, the the, CGI, the train looks good. Yeah, the CGI environment that they were in yeah. with the 2D characters, I thought it was incredible. But until up when he basically took over that whole train and he started using his growths and stuff like that, and like you said, that head scene, that's when I was yeah. like, uh, they probably shouldn't have done that part as CGI because I was loving the landscapes and the train as CGI along with the 2D animation. But yeah, that's that's where it lost. So I, I would have to agree with you on that point for sure. Yeah. Um. I, uh, my last kind of negative is basically just that I didn't want Rinkoku to die. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, when we get to the second season and we see Tanjiro having to deal with all of uh, the aftermath and the, the rest of the crew dealing with the aftermath, it's going to build them as characters. So at the end of the show, Rengoku dying here is probably going to be really good for character development. Absolutely. Right here, right now. For Tanjiro, yeah. God, God, I wanted to see more Rengoku. He was and a great I, character. I, so I hate I hated him the first five minutes. Uh, yeah. But then when I realized how <laughs> yeah. genuine he was, I was like, all right, dude. You're fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I'm, um, I'm here. I'm here for it. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so there was something actually in that for me. Okay. Like when, I, when I was in the theater, I heard someone talking after the movie was over and they said mm-hmm. they were like you know i hate that he died because we didn't get any development from him and i didn't really even care about him so why do i care that he died and i'm sitting here Aww. thinking to myself i'm like you just got an hour and a half packed full of development Absolutely. like they fit they fit an entire season and life story of development into oh one movie it was made you and, and then made you care about this character yeah, and then like showed his true strength, and then killed him to highlight the strength of what they're going up against. And and you felt none of that. You ignored all of that. Like, and that's yeah, how I like, thought. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. We saw development. We saw yeah. his whole story. We saw his will, his strength of character, his, his his everything, his being, his fire. And I'm just like, God, how do you how do you sit his there and desire. say there was no development? <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, and and I think I think it's it's them not respecting the fact that of, of what that all meant it, it, it's like you have to look at how strong the other characters around him were how strong that demon must have been they're not it's not disrespectful to him it's respectful to the continued plot line of how strong the main characters need to become to overcome this challenge yeah you know i i think they i think they did a beautiful job uh um realizing 
the, that character of Rengoku in the small amount of time that they had. Absolutely. That yeah. that movie was about Rengoku. I wish he would become a demon. Uh, <laughs> that would have been like an interesting a, twist, as, that's for sure. As like a as like a second to final boss for Tanjiro. You know, mm-hmm. partway through that sure. movie, I thought he was going to take up the offer of becoming I did a demon. Not. No, no, and let me tell you, for yeah. the fact that no, he I did could too, infiltrate actually. the ranks of the demons and maybe do, I thought Ooh. his will would have been so strong that he would have been able to resist being a demon like Netsuko and go in and, <sighs> and fight uh, the demons from the inside. But that's just that's just my brain. That would have been. I mean, I that would be I think cool. That yeah, I, I agree yeah. with your guys' points that Rengoku's story was definitely fleshed out in the movie. It was such a sad loss. Um, but I also want to talk about the character development of Tendra. I know we touched on it a couple times already, um, but I think the most glaring scene that we saw in Tendro's character, we always knew Tendra was a, is pretty much a pure soul. Uh, yeah. This guy yeah. is nothing but committed to defeating the demons and, and righting the wrongs in this world. And I think the coolest part of that movie for me in terms of Tendro's development was when they were put in that sleep trance and yep. the kid infiltrated his soul and he saw how pure it was how incredible it was in that and i think it was like an ocean scene and there was these little sprites basically leading him to the sun to the or to the soul the core yeah the core, core. and that his Corner, soul, his, yeah his core and that his soul was so pure it was even trying to help someone that was trying to kill him and it basically turned yeah. This kid, uh, who was being uh, essentially uh, possessed by this demon to do this act, um, to yeah. be able to break out of it and say, you know, what? I don't care that I'm sick, I don't care that I'm dying, uh, I'm on your side now. And and I thought that was yeah. just an incredibly moving scene. Uh, that was one of the scenes where my eyes welled up a bit. I yep. almost broke it there. Yeah, uh, but, I did. But Tendro's character <laughs> development—he's so much stronger coming out of this movie than he was going into it. Um, and I and I really think he is ready to take up the ranks as a uh, what is it called? The Hashira, uh, yeah, the, Hashira. Hashira, the core yeah. demon fighter. So I think he's definitely ready to take the reins in that. That that's probably the best thing this movie did was set up o- taking over as a Hashira. Ooh. There's Ooh. an open spot for him, so well, you know. So exactly. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually gonna have to disagree with you there. Okay. Oh, okay. I I don't think he's ready, and I think that this Fair. highlighted just how not ready he was. Not not in character, because obviously it it spoke to his purity and. Mm. It's um to me I I love everything you just said and I agree with it completely. I just think it also spoke to when when you originally saw Tanjiro training and uh, you see the other characters look at him and be like he's too soft he can't do this and then you see him fight the demons and he completely changes but then every time he kills a demon he connects with them on a very human level and takes them yeah. back to who they were before they became a demon and and that's who he is he's a pure soul who connects beyond all of the evil with humanity. And I think we're going to see that in the end come to the main demon. Like when he fights him, it's not going to be so much. It's, it's going to be an epic battle, but then it's going to be, I think more of the connection back to humanity. And yeah. Tanjiro's uh, just drive to, to live and yeah. to, yeah. to we be can only hope here. Right. But um, I think, I think it highlighted how much growth he needs to do because you even heard Rengoku say it. he's like yeah you got about a thousand more steps to go yeah <laughs> like just that one moment like all right well oh, man. man here we go <laughs> and like yeah. to me that's like well now you can have like 10 seasons of just growing i don't know <laughs> because but i don't think we will i don't think we will no, i think they're gonna have i think they're gonna have like 
a tra another training arc or you know like a something like that a montage yeah yeah yeah, yeah training montage yeah. but yeah. you know yeah. that point you made about tanjiro i think that is actually the the point i would make to say that he is ready to be a hashiro that he is more compassionate than any of the other people in this world and that i think he's the one that can bring everyone together to try and finally defeat this this demon force that's that they've been fighting for yeah whoever knows how long i, I think he's finally yeah. the one that can break that break that uh stalemate that's going on i yeah. and i think he will once he perfects fire breathing yeah um it's right. it's it's very funny that like we're having this conversation because uh, uh the um obviously the manga's done all of the information's <laughs> out there i am not we looking just it have up to read it yeah we, nope. we don't want to go into it yeah I'm actually probably I'm actually gonna probably read it after this uh okay. after this movie because I wanna I wanna see what happens. I, I'm yeah. I'm too impatient. <laughs> I wanna see um, it come to life. Yeah. Uh well I mean, don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Uh anyway, um let's uh let's slide into another topic. Yeah, I think we, we've, we gotta uh, move on because we're already forty two head. minutes into this recording. Yeah. We've only gone over the two movies. <laughs> we yeah. a lot of back and um, forth here. But yeah, yeah, let's um, let's move on. Uh, David, uh, you got some you have some stuff to talk about about a about a show that uh, just wrapped up. I think yeah. uh, two weeks so, ago. Week yeah, ago? Uh, I've been I was watching it uh, week by week. I've been wanting to talk about it, and y'all kept telling me no, and I know why. You know, we have to wait for yeah, some actual news. news. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's my forte. If you've been watching the previous episodes, Marvel. You know, it's apparently the thing I love. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Or, if you watched the finale, spoiler alert, Captain America, <laughs> Captain America. and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we see Sam in the suit. We see the Falcon shed his wings, literally and figuratively, and cool. become body and soul Captain America. And the suit was fantastic. Everything about it was great. Uh, we see the rise of the U.S. agent in John Walker. Uh, we see him make a giant motivational speech and change the world and, and really affect things. And um, a beautiful, beautiful moment where uh, he honors the um, – help me out. What was his name again? Isaiah Bradley. He honors oh, yeah. Isaiah Bradley, who was a suppressed super soldier who had been – you know, wrongfully imprisoned for saving lives, and and he just writes that wrong. And it was a touching moment. It was a good series. It was, I loved every second of it. Some of it was a little slow. Some of it was a little rushed. The the ending, the last episode, could have focused a little differently on a few things. But I don't want to shit on it too badly. I thought it was a great progression. Everything that I needed to see happen with Sam in order for him to go from being the Falcon to being Captain America happened beautifully. And I love the timeline and everything. And I cannot wait for the next Captain America movie. And hopefully you see Captain America and the Winter Soldier team up again. Yeah. I would love that. So, so um, yeah. Uh, so Zap and I actually had like a differing, um, we, we came into this, this, uh, this show a little different. Um, I, I, I read the comics and I keep up with all of the things that happen inside of the comic book universe. Um, so when they announced that, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, was going to be a thing, I was like, all right, great. You know, we're going to see the Falcon become 
Captain America. It's going to happen almost instantaneously. It's going to be great, fantastic. Um, <laughs> and and uh, I said, no, he. I don't want that. He's not yeah. ready to put on the suit. I don't want him to put on the suit right now. And and honestly, I mean, I think you had the right. I think you had the right thought coming into the show because he wasn't uh, by what we saw in those six episodes. He was not mentally ready to take on the mantle. And this is his origin story for becoming Captain America. Yep. And I, I, I like the fact that, you know, we had that dynamic of like, Oh, we're on like opposite or yeah. uh, we had, we had an opposition to begin with, but it, at the end, we tuned the same. Yeah. yeah, it was, I, I really liked it a lot. Um, so I loved it. Um, I loved every minute of it. Uh, I, I really love the attention to detail when uh, referring from the comic books to the movies because, or not the movies, but the shows, or this show, um, the costume is an exact replica uh, from the comic books. Um, Pretty darn and, close. Yeah, uh, with Captain America and the US agent and mm-hmm. even Zemo. You know, you, you get so much great homages to the comic books. And like that, as, as a comic book fan, that's what I want out of these shows. I want you to give me an interesting storyline that hasn't been done before, but still um, remain uh, true to the uh, the core of uh, the uh, the IPs that we're watching. And I think they did that beautifully in uh, in this entire show. Uh, I think critics are being a little too critical. <laughs> I do a, too. That's what they get a paid lot of, for. <laughs> that's fair. Um, but there's a lot of um, there's a lot of critics out there saying that the last episode had pacing issues and that like certain things weren't like fo- focused upon enough or and it's just like I've heard that. I don't know yep. when yeah I loved I, it I, I thought too. I thought the ending was great we had great resolutions and we even had um a, a lead-in to what could be the new villain and I actually do have some some fan theories that uh about um what what's her name uh Sarah uh, Sarah Carter. Yeah, I only name? know her as Eileen from Seinfeld. Right. <laughs> is that who that is? No, it's not. Wait, let me. No, 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 no. The um, the blonde chick that 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 uh that hooked up with Captain America, the power broker. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the one that was working with U.S. Agent. Yeah, you're you're talking about Lady Hydra, and that's another. Yeah, Lady yeah, that's yeah. sorry. Well. Yeah, that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to take it from you. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sarah. I think it's Sarah Carter. Um, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think so. Some some people are saying that she might be a scroll in disguise. Oh. And uh, oh. you know what? I'm, I'm with it. It makes it, it. I mean, in some thread, it makes sense, uh, especially because. Me as a viewer, and I know who this character is, it felt very weird that she had just become a villain. Even though she went through what she did, I thought that she would be more like Captain America and be like, you know, I'm going to hold true to my my, my, uh, my thoughts and shit. And it just seemed like, it seemed like after the events of Endgame, it, everything just broke her. And now she's a villain. Yeah. Or at least, you know, quote unquote villain. Uh, but we'll see in the next season. You know, yeah. I'm really excited for it. Um, 
I'm, I'm going to be honest to our viewers. Uh, I have not watched the whole season, but I did watch recaps of every episode. I did not do yep. my homework. I got an F on my report card from these two. Uh, I'd say a D. A D? All right, D. Yeah, I, I watched yeah, the first three episodes. You know, that's a D, I guess. Well, um, you watch recaps, too, so. Yeah, and I watched the recaps. You um, spark noted it. I <laughs> spark yeah. noted this. <laughs> but I will that's say, credit. I am so happy to see that they brought back Zemo. I am a huge fan of Daniel Brule. Um, I've been a fan of him ever since Inglorious Bastards when he played, yep. um, shoot, what was that guy's name? Hold on, I can pull it up real quick. Uh, he played uh, Frederick Zoller, the German yep. war hero in Inglorious Bastards. Huge fan of him, so I'm glad they brought him back. Um, Great movie, I, too. And I would definitely agree <laughs> with, with you, Max, about how incredible uh, Sam's suit was. That was Yes, it it was so cool seeing those wings on Cap. It it almost elevated the the uniform of Captain America to a whole new level, um, and it just made it so much cooler. And I think it opens up so many possibilities for him to kick some ass. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see where they go with with our new Captain America and Sam. Um, but yeah, I I'll probably get around to watching the episodes before Loki drops. Um, but yeah, Ooh, can't I, wait for that. Yeah, so excited. That's that's a whole other thing. And, we'll we'll yeah. definitely talk <laughs> we'll more about there. that in the future. Um, yeah, but um, yeah. This, oh god, I have a note. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about Loki so bad. Oh right. god, I hold your tongue. Everybody, <laughs> stay tuned. We stay will. tuned, everybody. You gotta watch it. <laughs> On this though, one last thing. Uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, did you guys notice? And this is um, I will not say. I will say I did not notice this. I was reading an article and I came across this. Uh, Zemo, speaking on Zemo, mm-hmm. his cell number. When you look into the video footage of him being in the cell, his cell number is two one eight seven, which is the same cell number as a certain princess in a certain movie in a certain universe. Two one eight seven, which is also owned. Star Wars? By Disney. Mm-hmm. Princess second. Leia? That's the mm-hmm. cell number. Oh my god, you're Are right. Are you kidding me? Nope. That's well, fucking well, well. holy shit, dude. Really, cool. right? Yeah. That's a wow. nice like little it. Easter egg in there for a second. That's awesome. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh. I, thought, I thought that was really interesting. Damn you, Disney, and making me love you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, and as I much as I want to hate you. I thought that was a really <laughs> interesting little point. Interesting. Damn. That's great. That, that that's kind of like how Pixar is with the eight one one three, the the yeah yeah pl- their classroom number yeah yeah that's really when cool. they originally started yeah that's uh, they put that in all the movies yeah I love that yeah. Hmm. so yeah I just that was a nice little note that I that I found I thought that was uh, fun. I also let, let's point this out for our viewers. I actually looked that up while we were talking about two one eight seven. Um, that's not just the Star Wars uh, Princess Leia's prison cell. Um, it was actually an animated short that lasted about 10 minutes from a director called Arthur Lipset. And Arthur Lipset was actually one of the great influences on George Lucas. Um, so that's why George Lucas used that number as Princess Leia's cell. So now we're multiple layers, multiple layers. There's lots of layers to it. So Marvel is giving an homage to George Lucas, and George Lucas was giving an homage to Arthur Lipset. So that's that's kind of cool. Cool little Easter yeah. egg thrown in there. Yeah. yeah. Gotta love okay. it. That's fantastic. Um, so you'll have to forgive me, guys. Uh, I've kind of messed up the, uh, the It's totally here. okay. That's you know, because... Uh, I but love David, yeah. yeah, it yeah. sounds like you back got to a back David. It sounds like you got <laughs> something to talk about the state of play that just happened a couple oh, days ago. Man. So oh, take it away, my friend. 
I am losing my mind right now <laughs> over a certain game. Um, I've been following this game since it came out, and I believe it was 2002 or 2003, and it follows our a great little animal and their robot buddy, <laughs> and it's the new Ratchet and Clank game, Rift Apart. And they released a almost 16-minute gameplay footage video, oh, and it's man. just fantastic. Beautiful. I loved it. I thought the gameplay looked crisp. I love the new characters that they introduced. There's a new, there's a new protagonist. There's a new uh, what's her name? Ribbit. Quack. Help er, me out. Ribbit. Yeah, yeah ribbit. female. She has a robot arm. It looks like she's traveling with. <laughs> even though it was pointed out to me that they're not even gendered, but you know, male and female presenting main characters. So, right. Right. and and the travel mechanic looks fantastic. You know, rifts in the worlds and it just it looks crisper than it's ever looked you can actually see the fur and, and it looks tight and i just it, there's so much to say i don't have enough time to say all of it but it feels like i've been waiting for years for this kind of game i've loved the ratchet and clank series since it came out and just this game alone is probably going to be the reason i go and buy a ps5 <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I, I would have to pretty much mirror your statements. Um, when I saw this 16-minute gameplay trailer, uh, it basically motivated me to continuously daily look for PS5s because I've been wanting to get one for a while, but I've been holding it off. It hasn't been really, you know, Returnal almost made me want to get one. Um, but this game, watching this preview, uh, I refuse to not have a PS5 when this game comes out. <laughs> yeah. uh, if it is Which, the last thing that yeah. I do, I will get a PS5 for this game because like you said, uh, Nefarious City, I think it's called. That's the yep. city that yep. this is taking place in. Um, it looks like... An, an amazing environment for a Ratchet and Clank game, and and I really think, looking at the previews, this is what Ratchet and Clank should have been all along. This is uh, this looks like um, just just oh, it's fuck. what it's been building to. Point. I lost my yeah. It's what <laughs> it's what's been building to. Uh, this is the penultimate Ratchet and Clank game, I think, and just the introduction of Rivet. Um, I think it's continuing on that trend of introducing uh, female protagonists to the game that have been exclusively male, which I think that's great. It represents everybody, and it's not just a character they can swap in and out, um, see the Crash yeah. Bandicoot series. Um, it's it's more of an addition to the story, and I think it makes it so much better. Um, the previews look incredible. The gameplay looks incredible. The graphics look just top-notch. And another thing, I'm super excited, because this is a PS5 exclusive, to see how they implement the the new controller features um and and uh, i've oh, heard yeah. nothing but good things about the ps5 controller i'm sure max and david you guys can speak on it you guys have been playing on ps5 for a little bit um and and i'm just super excited to see a platformer uh use all those aspects of the controller um it's it's what i want um and it's what's going to drive me to get a ps5 for sure yeah uh so the haptic feedback is what you're talking about whenever yes. you're talking about the yes, controller haptic fit, feedback the, yeah. right um, so when in the actual uh, gameplay trailer, it, it, it says you know you can feel the shots vibrating through your uh, your hands, mm-hmm. um, uh, and they didn't say vibrating. They said you could feel the shots through your hands. Yeah, so you're um, gonna get shot every time you play this game. Yeah, um, and uh... wow, 
Yeah, I tried, but I failed. Anyway. Whatever. <laughs> nothing. Um, oh, geez. That hasn't happened so, yet. Yeah. Uh, so I have... Uh, I watched the state of play as it was happening. Yep. Um, and I know this isn't, like, super on topic for, for Ratchet and Clank because that was the focus. It, it, it Even, like, a couple days before the state of play came out, um, they were even hinting that this was going to be a Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart uh, centric state of play. Right, um, and right. me as a as a PS5 uh, fangirl I, I wanted more. <laughs> the last the last like four state of plays and even like the last like three Nintendo Directs um, have not actually put out any real new stuff. Um, and I know this is like a gameplay trailer. There's 16 minutes and it shows a lot of like really crazy things that are happening, but we've known about Ratchet and Clank for so long. Um, and I was hoping, praying, if you will, for a little bit more information to come out of this state of play. So yeah, while I am very, while I am very interested and hyped about Ratchet and Clank, because I played, I played the last one, uh, for PS4. Um, it just really dissatisfied by the whole state of play because it just it wasn't as it wasn't as much as i wanted it to be i wanted right. there to be a new horizon thing i wanted there to be a new oh, yeah. last of us part three i wanted there to be god of war uh the new ps4 sequel um because we've been sitting on a, a teaser trailer for the last two years yeah um and it just feels like they're not pushing out enough information um but i'm really glad that you guys are excited about it and I don't mean to rain on your parade. It's just I'm I'm jaded well, about how it plays yeah. now. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm been rained on. It's, the mood is ruined. We're all done. But no, no. Let's just go home. Damn it! I hate life now. <laughs> I, I I I do want to agree with you, Max. Though, because the state of play, what was it like? Twenty five minutes, if that. Yeah, it was like yeah, um, sixteen thirty nine of it was. If you guys jog my point. memory, what was the first thing they revealed? Uh, the other thing was uh, that Among Us was coming to PS5. Now, there's something before the Among Us. I'll get to the Among Us thing, but oh, uh, I don't remember the yeah, other it must thing. Have not been that big I remember the Among Us thing. Yeah, and the Among Us, which is cool because I love Among Us. Yeah, that's like, great. Whatever. But it was just like a quick one. <laughs> it wasn't even a minute. It was like a 45 second little trailer, and it's not. Yeah. It didn't reveal anything we didn't know. But it's just Among Us coming to PlayStation with a new skin. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. The the state of play was pretty limited. It definitely was just to showcase Ratchet and Clank. I I yeah. think they could have just released a 16 minute gameplay trailer for Ratchet and Clank instead of doing a whole state of play around yeah. this. I, I don't know if it deserved a state of play, but uh, you know. No, it did. It did. Uh, Ratchet and Clank is a cornerstone of uh, of PlayStation. Uh, I I think that it would have been really weird to just drop a, a 16 minute okay. gameplay trailer. Yeah. Am I disappointed with the state of play? Yes, but that that says nothing about Ratchet and Clank. The mm-hmm. the gameplay trailer was sp- was was phenomenal. It's Absolutely. just me. I'm not like super into Ratchet and Clank, right. and that's just me being well, jaded. But I mean, that's okay. It's okay yeah. to be wrong sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm wrong all the time. You know, I have a counter on our uh, on our channel for how wrong I am all the time. <laughs> so. It's uh, it's getting up there, unfortunately. <laughs> the numbers are getting big. <laughs> uh, you and me both. <laughs> um, well, anyway, I-, I think we have a good segue. Uh, we're talking about PlayStation. Uh, <clears throat> Ethan, 
we have yeah. a continuation from uh, what we were talking about last episode uh, with uh, yeah. cloud gaming. You got some stuff to talk about for Seems PlayStation? Seems like Maybe? every week we're talking about something <laughs> Xbox is doing, um, but this time it's it's kind of positive. I don't know. I'd, I'd really like to see your guys' thoughts on this. Um, so. If for all you that don't know, some news came out this week. I've covered it on my channel. You can go check out the video I did on it. Um, Xbox, well, Microsoft and Sony are effectively working together to create cloud what? gaming infrastructures. For what? Yeah, for for both their platforms. Now, obviously, Xbox already has its X Cloud gaming service. It already has the infrastructure build up to be able to do cloud gaming. And apparently, two years ago. Two years ago, Sony signed on with Xbox, um, with Microsoft, um, for something called Project Azure, uh, something that Microsoft was doing for cloud gaming to uh, develop this xCloud service. Uh, and I guess Sony saw it as an opportunity to be able to uh, meld two great minds together and uh, develop their own version of cloud gaming service and i know last week obviously we were talking about cloud gaming and and you guys were a little frustrated that playstation hasn't jumped on this uh this train yet but it looks like for two years they have been working on it um and yeah. they're and they're piggybacking off of microsoft's existing infrastructure for cloud gaming so i thought that was incredibly interesting uh to see both of the major consoles working together for for the same outcome um, but every article I've read, it, uh, it made it very clear that Sony's side of this is completely protected from any interference from Microsoft. So it looks like hmm. Sony is completely independent in their development. All they're doing is using the existing infrastructure of Microsoft to be able to get out their cloud gaming services. So are you guys excited for PlayStation Cloud Gaming? Will you guys utilize it at all? Um, I'm excited to hear what y'all think about it. Max, what, what, what's your thoughts on Sony developing cloud gaming with Microsoft? Um, great. Nothing but good things to say. Um, I know how you have explained um, how the xCloud works, mm -hmm. and having that available to me as a as a PlayStation owner, I think that that's going to be a great thing for me. It means I can take my controller to work, just like what I was talking about last week. Absolutely. Um, and during my downtime, I can play uh, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Rift Apart. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, during my off time, uh, so I'm. Obviously excited about it. I'm a little concerned that like this is like really the first thing that we've heard about it, and they've been in development for like the t the like two years. Um, now, but to be you fair, know, that, I don't know that if might it's just... the first thing we've heard about it. It's the first thing right. that's popped on my radar. It was a big article right. by I think Tech Radar that came out with it. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know if this has been public before. It may have been, but two years—that's a long time to to be yeah. you know silent about it. I just meant like, like us as consumers. Uh, this is the first time that I've heard about it, right? And that that kind of like sends a signal that like maybe um, maybe Sony doesn't have a whole lot of stock in um, the project itself. There's still it, yeah, it might still just be in development phases. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, whenever they perfect it um, and put it out to the public, I'm gonna be using it probably almost daily. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've heard uh, there was a little bit of talk in the initial interview uh, about this, about how this may affect the hardware future for Sony, because, you know, once we mm. have cloud gaming and remote gaming, uh, that kind of changes the production of maybe new consoles, because now you can game in a different way. 
And it's a little too early on from what I gather to, to get any kind of answer on that, but we could possibly see a new future in gaming overall if, if all of the major consoles to really develop this feature right. going forward. And uh, I, I do want to uh, make that known that, um, again, I, I talked about this in my video, Jim Ryan, who is the head of Sony's gaming wing, basically the, the, the head of PlayStation, he came out, he was asked directly by a reporter whether or not um, they would have a physical next generation console past the PS5. And he did hmm. not give a definitive yes or no. He left it up in the air. Um, and it was yeah. in regards to this cloud gaming service, um, which I thought was pretty wild. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that's what's going to happen. There's going to be a physical PlayStation 6. I don't think the community's ready to go full on no consoles. Uh, I, 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 well, I probably will never be. Um, I always want a physical console and physical games. Um, well, I mean, it's it's going to depend on when we hit that technological peak, right. you know, that, that real-life experience kind of deal. When do we exactly. get yeah. there? I don't like, think the PlayStation 5 is it, yeah. you know, yeah. but we're going to get there. I mean, I think, I think really the backbone of all of this is, like, how far phones can be pushed to their limits. Mm -hmm. um, if, 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 if I can get the same kind of fidelity uh, on a phone that I get on... on a console if i can get the same kind of storage space if i can get the same kind of like graphics that i get on a 4k tv and honestly i think in some phones some higher end uh phones um we are seeing some of that whenever it comes to graphics if i can get that kind of like uh efficiency and portability uh i can definitely see this being like the next like actual uh, evolution of gaming where you know you always have your uh, your console quote unquote in your pocket yeah it's, um, it's definitely and, an interesting feature for sure but we're, yeah. we're definitely not there yet because like I no, said, no. I use the xCloud service. There's there's buffer times. There's latency issues. It, yeah, you're not going to get the the crisp ray tracing you get on your phone. Right. Obviously, we're not there yet. Um, but it would be interesting to see. Maybe one day we download the PlayStation Six app on our smart TVs on our Roku's, <laughs> and and that's just our console. And you go on the App Store, and it costs four hundred bucks, and you're like, oh <laughs> well. Damn it, that's I, a that's an expensive yeah, software. And, and I don't know if that's what I want. I, I don't like that idea. Like I said, I think Jim mm. Ryan's just leaving it up in the air just to, you know, mess with us. I, I, I don't yeah, think it's... Yeah, for publicity. Yeah, for Probably. publicity. Um, I think there's definitely going to be a physical console, at least for the next two generations. I can't really foresee past that. Um, but, mm. but we'll see. It's exciting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, you know, we're talking about online stuff uh, with um, the whole xCloud and whatever. Uh, do you guys... Uh, you guys ever played Super Mario... Uh, party, absolutely. It came out like came out like three years ago on the Switch. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, um, yeah, very fun. <laughs> I have some really funny news. Uh, so, like last week, Nintendo at 3 a.m. was like, "Oh hey, by the way, you can now play with your friends online uh, <laughs> in Super Mario Party." Oh, uh, neat. That's yeah, no. Late. It's very late. Uh, I think it's a great addition. Um, but this leads into really my topic here is that like Nintendo, Nintendo's always been at the forefront of like pushing like innovation. But when it right. comes to actually pushing out like a full game or uh, 
the required things for a game, uh, it seems like they're a little, uh, a little lacking. Um, I, I, I definitely feel like this was, uh, oh, hey, I, we forgot to uh, send out the other half of this game. Here's the <laughs> other half three years later. Because, yeah. like, like, you want to play with other people. And I think online play should have been, you know, if you weren't able to do that on day one, then don't release the game. Because it's about playing with other people. And... How else are you gonna do that if you know we just got like you and like one other person like myself, me and uh, my wife Emily, we we played for like uh, two or three weeks playing Super Mario Party. It was a great time, but like after that, it's just like well, it's just the two of us. I wanna well, I wanna we played play some. Others. We played some. Yeah, but like it's hard to coordinate that. Like yeah. having you guys come over, yeah. and it's like it would have been easier if like online play was just readily available. Like we've yeah, been like, we're released yeah. with the game, you know? Exactly. Crazy we'll hop concept. on. Yeah. yeah, crazy. Yeah, Quack, um, Quack. When you had brought this story to my attention, uh, I was actually shocked to see that there wasn't an online capability already built into this. I I don't have it for my personal Switch, but I have played it. Um, but it was when I didn't have access to internet and I was on, it was a long period where I didn't have access to internet. Um, and, and I played it, uh, with some of my friends, um, in the shop and stuff like that. And it it was, it was a lot of fun. And, and I just made the assumption that, yeah, this is probably an internet. You can, you can go over online and play with other people. Um, so yeah, like you said, this is definitely Nintendo just, you know, being behind dropping the ball. It's, it's incredible to me that we're over a year into this pandemic and they, and they still haven't done that before it know, right just to, for it to happen now <laughs> while we're on the tail end of it it's like guys you missed your opportunity <laughs> you you had an incredible <laughs> opportunity with an incredible game because like i've said i played it a lot and and i had nothing but a blast with it and and to yeah, think but... that there was a three-year period where you couldn't just hop online and play with your friends that's that's and, pretty incredible yeah it was weird to me too because when i was playing it it kind of felt like it was an online game like it felt yeah. like it would just be natural Absolutely, to yeah. pop on and play it, and so it, it was it was surprising to me when I heard that now there's online play. I'm like, what do you mean now? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there always? Yeah, like <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's really weird when you look back and like Luigi's Mansion Three, which uh, came out like a year after Mario Part or Super Mario Party, that had online play and it had yeah. multiplayer mini games that uh, the 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 scare scraper i think it's called um oh yeah you know that one single player game what i yeah uh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> um but uh like if if we had that then why didn't you guys just do that then i, I don't know it's just Nintendo's very weird with what they what they push out. And, yeah, it's, it's just hard to get know, into their it's mindset. Whatever. Like developing this game, who who didn't think that that would be cool to have online play? Like I, I yeah. don't know who at their studio, you know, just it had to have been somebody that said no because I guarantee you yeah. one of the developers came up and said, "Why aren't we adding online capabilities to this?" Somebody you in said, Nintendo had to well, have you know, cut the idea out. You know, we, we get off work at six and, you know, I've got a birthday party to go to. So, you know, let's, let's just put it on the back burner and, yeah, we'll you know, we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. We'll feature it I mean, three if, years later, you know, and then yeah. bring people if the back. Game, if the game were made in America, I might agree with you on that. But Oh, yeah. well, yeah, no, I was just spouting out of the mouth. Yeah. I'm, I have no idea about worth ethics or, or productivity anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> 
we have some games to talk about Absolutely. next month, May. Um, when you guys are hearing this recording on the podcast, it's already May, but we have recorded uh, the day before. And uh, we are going to be talking about our hot games for this month. Uh, Ethan. Take it away, my friend. Absolutely. May is a huge month for gaming, I think. Uh, There's a lot of games to talk about, but the one that I want to specifically highlight today is Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Now, if you guys haven't figured out through this podcast yet that I am a Mass Effect fanboy, uh, what are you doing? You need to listen more often. Um, (laughs) Mass Effect is one of my favorite game series of all time. I've played through the trilogy, I'd say, more than 10 times, uh, all three games. Wow. Um, And I have every DLC ever. I've I've spent hundreds of dollars on this game series, people. (laughs) It's, It's a problem at this point. Um, And I continue to play it today, all on the Xbox 360. Um, But finally, finally, we are getting a full remaster of all, not just one, not two, not three, all three games are getting a full remastered edition. Um, With the DLC, right? With the DLC included in all three games, except for one of the DLCs on Mass Effect 1 that the code was lost to time. Unfortunately, it's really sad. One of the, one of the DLCs, I forget the name of it. Forgive me, everyone. I'm sure you can look it up really easily. One of the DLCs on Mass Effect One will not be available. I still have it for the 360. Luckily, I can still play <laughs> it on uh, on that version, but not on the Legendary Edition. Um, but the thing I'm most excited for uh, of this Mass Effect Legendary Edition is the updated uh, Mass Effect One. Uh, because that is the biggest glaring issue of the Mass Effect trilogy. Mass Effect 1 was a very clunky game. The combat was tough. It was very slow. Um, the, the graphics, I mean, uh, the graphics were for what it is for its time. Uh, you know, it could right. definitely use an upgrade. Um, and then, obviously, the meme of the elevator in Mass Effect 1 taking forever to bring you up and down different locations <laughs> to avoid loading screens. It was just kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, I'm super excited to see the Legendary Edition and all of its DLC glory. If if you haven't played the Mass Effect series, now is the best time to do so with this Legendary Addiction edition uh it'll be an incredible introduction to the story and it'll make your experience so much better and then for those of you who have played the original trilogy uh not remastered um this is just going to be an incredible experience for all of us um for those of you that didn't get all the dlc you're going to get all the dlc in this so it's three games in one i think it's a no-brainer to pick up uh go and get you it it's going to be a great time it's going to be a lot of fun you'll see it on my channel for sure i'm uh i'm sold immediately uh i've been wanting to play the game for a long time or the, the series that is. Yep. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on to our next uh, our next big game this month. Uh, oh yeah. Zap. Go ahead. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's one game that everyone's been talking about ever since a certain character mm-hmm. was uh, was visualized, and mm-hmm. I've been trying to figure out how to pronounce it. All right. And through my massive googling. I have figured out that officially it is Lady Dimitrisk. Dimitrisk. Weird, right? Dimitrisk. The U at the end is silent. So, and obviously I'm talking about Resident Evil 8. Evil Village. Hell yeah. Uh, Resident Evil Evil. Village. Uh, (laughs) Evil Evil Village. Village. You know, it's appropriate. But, no, who doesn't love big, giant, Juicy, and that's what I'm gonna take it away, folks. Uh, <laughs> our sponsors might not like it. We get to the end of that sentence. Um, 
So anyway, I'm going to move on to my topic, uh, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> oddly enough is is not necessarily a new game. Uh, it's a, a oh god, I've lost it. Uh, Call Call of the Sea, <laughs> um, game that uh, was uh, originally released on the Xbox One, and um, I have been uh, enchanted by the trailers since it came out. Uh, I love um, HP Lovecraft. Uh, not the person, obviously, who's a racist, bigoted, fucking shithead, but the <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, the, the contribution to Eldlit a little bit, yeah, the the contribution that that he had to Eldlitch horror and uh, writing in general has been very prolific. Um, you can see all of you can see it in almost every uh, area of media, even uh, Rick and Morty. Cthulhu is fucking everywhere. Yeah. Um, and in this one, it has a very cool twist where um, it's all very fantasiful and uh, cell shaded and it's all bright colors and it's like kind of nice to look at, uh, which is uh, nothing like any Eldritch Horror or H.P. Lovecraft ever. But it's rooted in, uh, in his literature and I, I'm very excited to, to actually get to play it. Um, I tried to play it on my PC. PC couldn't handle it, um, but I have a PS5 now, and it is coming out this month, and I am super excited to play it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I had no idea Call of the Sea was coming out for PS5. I think that's a great thing for y'all, because uh, it came out on the Series X first. I played it. It was on Game Pass. Um, yep. I didn't know anything about it. I hadn't seen the previews. I loaded it up. Um, it was one of the greatest narrative experiences that I've ever seen in my entire life um it was beautiful the story was engaging um the characters the the voice acting was incredible um it locks you in it's not a very long game you can bust yeah. it out in one night uh but it'll be a great night i can tell you that um the puzzles um, are fun to do i mean you're you're gonna enjoy this so much i'm excited for y'all to play this it's gonna be great yeah i think it'll be fun and uh less than a week for big titties back to my game <laughs> Hell yeah, big titties. Are you guys going to play uh, Call of the Sea on y'all's channel? Um, We've got some uh, other things going on. Have, okay. Yeah, we have a lot of things that we're playing right now. Y'all but... will definitely play Resident Evil on the channel. <laughs> yeah, definitely will. That is not something I will be doing, so everyone, make sure to head over to their channel. Subscribe now so that when they start playing Resident Evil Village, uh, <laughs> you can get the most recent gameplay, because... I will not be doing it. <laughs> I can't. And, uh, I'll be watching, maybe, though. I'll be watching. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. Can't wait. All right, everybody. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, to the Baked Beans podcast. Uh, we had a really nice night tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the soothing sounds of all of our voices. And Ooh, I, hope yeah. learned, I, hope you, I hope you learned some new things about <laughs> some games coming out. Um, and I can't wait to come back to you next week uh, when we talk about completely new topics about gaming, news, and uh, movies. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye everyone. Yeah, I know. I'm a shit. <laughs> We're gonna leave that. <laughs> <Ending free. laughs>